You are listening to the Stand with Dignity podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alamin. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala ahli baytihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin. Assalamu ala al-Husayn wa ala Ali ibn al-Husayn wa ala awlad al-Husayn wa ala ashab al-Husayn wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome sisters and brothers. It's a pleasure to join you today on this virtual panel alongside respected father Christopher Kohesi and Sayyid Mustafa Ghazwini to share a message about Imam Hussein alayhi salam as an example for world leaders, particularly at a juncture in global history when it feels like the world and the planet are in utter turmoil. The message of Imam Hussein alayhi salam that I wish to share today is a message of practicality and logic. When we discuss the topic of world leaders, an important question to ask ourselves is what makes a world leader who they are? What makes a leader who they are? What characteristics should they embody as leaders? And most importantly, how did Imam Hussein exemplify those specific competencies? The first leadership skill or characteristic that I wanna highlight is integrity. Integrity entailing high ethical and moral standards. We know that when Yazid through the governor of Medina, whose name was Walid ibn Uqba, when he summoned Imam Hussein to pay allegiance to him, to himself, Yazid, and that is where Imam Hussein showed integrity because he had to make a choice be between what is easy and what is right. It would have been easy for Imam Hussein to pay allegiance and live in comfort to an old age with his children living in peace, but he chose to do what is right. And often what is right is difficult and it requires sacrifice. The second example that I want to highlight uh, in, with respect to integrity and having high ethical and moral standards as an important exemplar and pillar of having uh, an important leadership skill is the example of when Imam Hussein, before battle, purchased the land of Karbala. We know that he purchased the land of Karbala because he knew he was going to die, and he knew he was going to die on those lands, and he was particular about not wanting his body to be buried on usurped lands. Thirdly, Imam Hussein, we know, told his companions that whoever has debts does not have the permission to stay because they had a responsibility to repay their debts. Because even Allah does not overlook the rights of people. He can overlook his own rights, but he holds you to account when you owe someone a debt, when you owe another person a debt. And hence, Imam Hussein salam, ensured that those with a debt left his camp. He was able to prioritize with the utmost integrity and exemplify that leadership skill that we want to highlight as quality number one, which is integrity, high ethical and moral standards. The second trait is being trustworthy and being trusting. Imam Hussein wasn't a micromanager. He was able to delegate and entrust important and difficult tasks to the people around him. We know that Imam Hussein sent Muslim ibn Aqil to assess the motive of the Kufans. That's just the first example. Another example is when Imam Hussein sent Abu Fadl al-Abbas to negotiate with the army of Omar ibn Sa'd to postpone it, one, postpone the battle one day to be able to spend one more night in worship with his companions. And we also know that Imam Hussein uh, entrusted Sayyidah Zainab and asked her to ensure that she was equipped with carrying the message of Islam, the message of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and his progeny forward to protect Imam Sajjad and to accompany the children on what would be an extremely difficult journey after the Battle of Karbala. 
So these are just a few examples of why we know Imam Hussein was very trusting and was able to delegate and entrust important and difficult tasks to people. The third quality of a leader is to be forgiving. Imam Hussein exemplified the ability to not hold grudges, to be forgiving. We all know in the story of Horeb Yazid al-Riyahi that Imam Hussein easily forgave him despite the enormous amount of pain that, uh, that had been brought to his family as a result of some of the actions of Horeb Yazid. When people work with you as leaders, people will make mistakes. The question is, are you going to forgive them and coach them and allow them to rectify their mistakes or are we going to eliminate them? That's yet just another example of the ability of a leader to exemplify leadership qualities, to be forgiving, to not hold grudges. A fourth characteristic is to lead by example. Imam Hussein, we know, wouldn't ask anyone to make a sacrifice that he himself would not make. He himself entered the battlefield, buried his companions, and eventually fought alongside his companions. This is something we absolutely don't see in modern day history. Nowadays, leaders have security details the size of Yankee Stadium while they send others to undertake their wars. But Imam Hussein Alayhisselam never asked his companions or his family to carry out that which he himself would not do. So leading by example and not asking anyone to make a sacrifice that you yourself would not make is yet another characteristic. The fifth characteristic is excellent communication, honesty, and transparency. Imam Hussein truly exemplified these qualities. He explained to his army the night before that they would be martyred and anyone who would join them would also be martyred. So he was very clear and transparent in the mission ahead of them. He never promised anyone governorships and money and power. He did not overpromise. He was clear that despite their best efforts, that they would be killed the following day and that that was a choice that they could make to join the, the, the army of Imam Hussein or to bow out. And so his communication throughout the entire uh, uh, journey of his travel to Karbala and during the battle is really one that we can take some lessons away from because it truly is exemplary. The sixth quality is that Imam Hussein was logical. He was understanding, he was practical. He didn't want to publicly humiliate people. He wanted to protect their dignity. And that just uh, demonstrates his ability to, to be a truly understanding leader. The night before the battle, we, we've heard this uh, throughout the years that he switched off all the candles in the tent and he, and he offered those who wanted to leave, to leave. And so he, he approached the, understand, the, the battle of Karbala with logic and understanding that this wasn't an easy undertaking. It was not something that anyone could handle. And so he said, let's switch off the candles and if anyone needs to leave, they can leave. And so he wanted to protect the dignity of the individuals who were there in the tent with him. He did not want to publicly humiliate people who did not have the capacity to join his army. And so logic and understanding are things that we don't often think about when we think of leadership skills, but they are very much a part of, uh, of excellence in leadership. The seventh quality is that he envisioned a succession plan to continue the legacy. Imam Hussein ensured that Imam Sajjad al-Islam survives. He could have had Imam Sajjad join the battle with him and join the ranks of martyrdom with him. 
but he knew that the role that Imam Sajjad would play in the history, in the Islamic history, in the survival of the message of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him and his progeny, was a priority. He gave specific instructions to Imam Sajjad to stay behind and entrusted Sayyidah Zainab with the task of protecting him in order to ultimately protect the message of the Holy Prophet and the Imama. And he knew that that was a priority. So he therefore demonstrates that he was able to envision a succession plan to continue the legacy, prioritize very difficult and competing tasks that lay before him. An eighth quality that I wanted to highlight with respect to leadership is that great leaders see potential in people and do not give up on people. Imam Hussein invited Zahir ibn al-Qain, a Kufan. Uh, had heard, he had heard that Imam Hussein was revolting against the Umayyads and his wife, Dalham, when they set camp, Imam Hussein sent someone to summon Zuhair ibn al-Qain. He was reluctant, but his wife encouraged him. And so Imam Hussein and Zuhair had a discussion in private and he joined the camp of Imam Hussein. So Imam Hussein truly saw a potential in Zuhair ibn al-Qain and he reached out and he was persistent uh, and was respectful and, and had a discussion, was open to dialogue. And eventually, Zuhair ibn al-Qain saw the true uh, uh, potential that lay in the message of Imam Hussein. And so Imam Hussein, despite everything else that's going on around him, the thousands that, that, that were uh, rallying against him, he still had the ability and the precision to see potential in people, and he did not give up on people. The ninth characteristic that, true, that leaders exemplify is the ability to be empathic and gracious. This is something that we hear a lot, but we don't see as much demonstrated uh, in action. So the ability to be empathic and gracious is something that is of utmost priority that we potentially lack in world leaders today and something that really needs to be uh, fostered. Imam Hussein was a leader who was grateful to his followers he repeated on a number of occasions that he had never seen companions better or more loyal than his companions. So leaders recognize the excellence of their followers and they share that message. Every companion who fell, Imam Hussein did not send someone to the battlefield. He himself went out to cradle them because he believed that no human being deserved to die alone. And a third instance of how Imam Hussein truly showed empathy and, and was gracious towards his followers was that he showed emotion, he cried. He rubbed his cheek on the cheek of uh, John, the African slave and farewelled him. And John is recorded to have said, how fortunate am I that the grandson of the prophet places his cheek on my cheek. And then again, we see the same thing with Ali al-Akbar. It demonstrates a symbol of affinity, of love, of compassion, that Imam Hussein would place his cheek on the cheek of these individuals to demonstrate that he felt empathy, that he was gracious for their sacrifices, that he was thankful, that he truly felt their pain. And this is something that uh, is really important for us to be able to foster as individuals, as leaders, as employers, and of course, as world leaders. And lastly, the 10th characteristic that I want to highlight is the valuing, the valuing the contributions of people. Imam Hussein never trivialized the contributions of individuals like Habib ibn Mudahar. Habib ibn Mudahar was an old man by the time he joined the ranks of uh, the companions of Imam Hussein towards battle. But Imam Hussein never made him feel old, despite knowing that in his age, his ability to fight would probably be minimal. 
he was an old man, realistically. But Imam Hussein truly valued him, truly showed graciousness and appreciated the contributions. He valued the contribution of Habib ibn Mubahar. There's yet another example where we see uh, another man by the name of Enes ibn Harith. Uh, and one may ask, why was such an old man such as uh, Enes ibn Harith even joining this kind of battle? But Imam Hussein offered that and he ensured the inclusivity of all without knowing that the rewards of the martyrs would be embraced upon death. And so he wanted to make that offer to Enes to Habib ibn Madahir to ensure that he was inclusive in, in, of anyone who wanted uh, to join those ranks. Imam Hussein valued those who stood in front of him during Salah and took arrows as much as those who fought on the battlefield. And that's not a small feat. Taking arrows during Salah, you know, joining him on the battlefield, these were all huge undertakings. And Imam Hussein truly showed that he valued those who were set making all sorts of sacrifices for him, but more importantly, for the message of the Holy Prophet for the, for the journey that the Ummah would be on in the years to come. In a world where obsession around valuing what is measurable, it is easy to lose sight of the mere fact that effort itself is an invaluable contribution. And Imam Hussein was able to demonstrate this in so many different ways in many instances, some of which I've been able to share with you today. Brothers, sisters, I hope that you take these 10 characteristics and uh, truly act on them in whatever capacity that you work in, that you live in. Uh, some of us who are listening to this are not world leaders, but we are employers. We are contributors in various leadership capacities. And I think that some of these characteristics are things that each of us should truly be reflecting on, uh, embodying in the ways that we carry ourselves in our various capacities. I pray that we all continue to work towards embodying these leadership qualities in any facet of life that we engage with through our productive or reproductive labor to leave a small legacy of our respected Imam alayhi salam wherever we go to truly exemplify these characteristics as outstanding individuals and citizens of any country that we are a part of. I thank you for your time and attention. Thank you to the organizers for inviting me. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.